Hello, I'm Jim Lippy, and this is a Connecting IT podcast. Hello, and welcome to Connecting IT podcast, where we sit down with industry contributors and discuss topics and trends affecting MSPs. I'm your host, Jim Lippy, GM and Senior Vice President at Kaseya, and joining me today is Adam Schwamm from Sandwire. Adam, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Fantastic. And, and we're really fortunate to have you here today. So first of all, Adam, can you just tell us a little bit about you and, and your business? Sure. Um, Sandwire is an MSP. I've been in business for about 20 years, located in Long Island, serving the tri-state area, New Jersey, um, Long Island, New York, and Connecticut. Um, and uh, we've been managing systems for... Uh, you know, businesses from one to a hundred. And uh, we are now slowly creeping into compliance because it's just become a part of our industry. Yes. So compliance is exactly what we're talking about today, Adam. And I've known you for for a while, right? We've known each other for uh, a few years at this point. And you were one of the first MSPs to really gravitate to compliance and understand the impact that it's having and will have uh, on the industry. So when did you start to recognize the compliance opportunity in your own MSP business? Okay. Uh, so about five to six years ago, I was working with um, an IPO or an IPA, an independent practice association for doctors or IPO independent practice organization um, that was actually subletting some space for me in my office. And as they were growing, they realized that they needed to be or have their docs HIPAA compliant. And um, they were working with a law firm at the time because that's how it really began was law firms were trying to put together the laws and the rules for HIPAA compliance. But they kept calling me up and asking me questions. Can you do this? Can you do that? Can you do this? Sure enough, I was doing research and answering a bunch of their questions and realized that it's really not lawyers that need to be doing this. It's IT and MSPs and a little bit of admin. You know, there's administrative part where um, uh, people at their office need to be trained in compliance, what to say, what not to say, what to do and what not to do. And as the process uh, continued, uh, we realized that it was uh, a growing need and um, truthfully, uh, another source of income and uh, residual income. And in some ways, you could get more for doing the compliance work and um, than doing the actual MSP work. And in some cases, it's set up set and forget. You just got to send yourself a reminder every so often to make sure the reports are run. As you can say, you can automate the process. Great. So five, six years ago, in this space, you were definitely a pioneer. Uh, in, in that time, how has your compliance practice evolved? Well, and when I was a pioneer, um, I used to use a backpack and a pick as we were climbing up mountains across the country. <laughs> but, um, um, you know, as time has progressed, uh, a lot of things have changed. We um, jumped on board with a company called Rapid Fire Tools, and they were using Network Detective. And in doing so, we were using that product, and they had a HIPAA compliance, you know, let's call it module, which gave us a lot of different, you know, a feature set and gave us the opportunity to kind of organize and put it into one place. And uh, as we move forward, the laws had changed. If you went on to the uh, HIPAA website, there were questionnaires 
that made it easy. There were tools as we put it together even further and move forward. We were working with Kaseya and the product was evolving to the point where it now has its own, uh, went through many derivations, you know, from audit guru to compliance manager. And um, it's now become its own extension in its own organization. So um, we actually uh, formed a company called Hippocratic um, Caduceus Partners, which is the doctors. And um, now with all the other compliance that's required, we started another division called Comply Reply. Huh. Interesting. And right now, in terms of the customers that you're selling that to, I mean, you mentioned you got started with, with you know, doctor's offices. But what other, you know, compliance has come a long way. There's a lot more regulations in the market today than there were five, six years ago. So what are the companies that you're selling uh, this compliance offering to? Okay, so that's actually a really good question because that itself is evolving. You know, in the beginning we were doing HIPAA um, because we had to, you know, for the docs and you know, moving into PCI compliance, we were getting those calls because any company that was accepting credit cards, they needed the PCI compliance. Um, GDPR was a unique opportunity because although people thought it was just for the EU, the reality is it's for anyone doing business with anyone in the EU is required to have GDPR. And then as we move further forward, you know, you have NIST, which we did a little bit of, and um, which is and now comes the New York Shield, which is uh, great because that opens up the doors now to every business. You know, what they consider large business is like three million and over. And, you know, anything under three million, and you know, uh, the smaller businesses, three million and under, you know, are great. And truthfully, it's now any type of business that's required to comply. And, you know, starting in March of this year, people are starting to fear it. So, you know, the doors are opening to any type of business. Yeah, so it definitely has evolved quite a bit. You referenced the, the New York Shield Act, uh, which for those people, you know, this is a, a, a worldwide audience. So for those that don't know, New York State just passed a new data privacy law uh, around uh, compliance. They call it SHIELD. And so now what you're saying, Adam, is that any small business essentially is has to be regulated by shield yes not only do they have to be regulated by shield it's not just the businesses in new york it's the businesses that do business with them so it's very weird that if you want to do business in the state of new york and you have you know you're transferring information back and forth and you know every business has it it's pii it's um it's a personal identification information uh, that you really are, it's a requirement, you know, they're cracking down on it. And in a lot of ways, it's not just about compliance for reasons of security, although that's very important that they don't want information to get out there, but truthfully, it's about money and mm -hmm. they're supporting themselves. And these factions are supporting themselves with fines. And the reality is at the end of the day, they will shut a small business down and the fines are, you know, they went from a hundred thousand dollars and now it's up to a quarter million dollars. Businesses can't stay in business. And truthfully it's forcing all the small businesses, not just to be in compliance, but step up their technology game, which is great for the MSPs for us as well. Great. So essentially now, you know, five, six years ago, this was for you know, doctors because of HIPAA, but you're saying now it's basically any business that you work with, um, especially you being in New York, but people that businesses that want to do business with, with businesses in New York. So it's got this cascading effect for many, you know, many people know that here in the United States, California just passed a new data privacy law as well. And, it's pre um, and that's pretty heavy too. 
Yeah, exactly. So, um, so you're well ahead of the game and now it seems like you're, you're benefiting from that. Um, so speaking of being ahead of the game, what is your prediction for new compliance regulations in the future? And what do you think that means for MSPs? Well, you had said before, you know, businesses I do business with. Mm-hmm. The beauty about it is it's businesses that I don't do business with as well. And that's the opportunity. So um, as far as my prediction, a lot of new business, uh, figuring out how to hire, where am I going to get the uh, where am I going to get the labor force to be able to do it? And it's a wake up call to every small business. And what's going to happen is, is that uh, my prediction is money for everyone, not just for me, but for New York mm-hmm. state, for people that don't do it. And uh, it's just an opportunity for growth because it's a way to, you know, I almost want to say recreate, or if, if you're an MSP that's working in this particular platform and you're looking to reinvent yourself, this is the opportunity to do so. It's a door that's opening wide for every MSP. And we really have the uh, opportunity as MSPs to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I've found over the years, Adam, is that MSPs take an all or nothing type approach to their services offering. And if they go into a prospect and they Either they sell the entire suite of services they have to them, or they walk out with nothing. Is your compliance practice or offering something that you can sell off on a one-off basis and essentially um, be able to leverage that as a wedge to get in? To, to oh, get completely. Completely. So, you know, um, it was almost like the HIPAA practice at the beginning. The office really needs to be uh, in compliance. In New York State, we have MIPS, which is a, um, you know, it's Medicaid, and they're required to do certain things, and they're supposed to have an SRA, security risk assessment. And what we were doing, even though we wanted the all or nothing, we wanted the all approach, uh, what we did was we seeded. We were just doing the uh, MIPS SRA and getting them on board. So, you know, we're running the simple reports, filling out their questionnaire of 160 questions. And now we're the guys. So, mm-hmm. you know, we were doing that. And now that it's uh, furthering itself, we're getting those calls back. Oh, are we in compliance? So we are willing to, you know, use that. Let's say, I don't want to call it a loss leader. Let's just get in the door. If you get yourself in the door with that, you're going to start doing, uh, performing the tests and performing the, um, um, you know, the internal audit, so to speak of their it. And it's an opportunity for you to be able to get in there because the reality is, is that most companies, and I would say most are not doing what they should and you're grading them on their it. So in the end, if you perform this, you're going to find something, it's going to give you an opportunity to come in. So, you know, Mm -hmm. let them take the bait because it's real. Well, great advice. So what would you say to any MSP who says, uh, most of my customers, they don't need compliance services. So creating a compliance offering, that's just not for me. Uh, can I say this without insulting anyone? Um, <laughs> Absolutely. You say what all you right. Want. Those, um, those, then those MSPs are not looking out for their clients. And those MSPs must have so much business that they can just sit back on that and not have to worry about anything else. But I can tell you this. If you don't go on board, someone like me is going to go in there and take that business. Hmm. Okay. Fair warning, everybody. You heard it. Hey, that's not just me. It's any other guy that's jumped on board. You know, they're fair game. 
And if they're not, yep. and if it's not being done, we're going to do it. And all of a sudden they realize, Oh, we're going to like these guys and we're going to give them one package. Why not? Mm-hmm. Okay. Makes, makes a lot of sense. Last question, Adam. So what advice do you have for any MSP thinking about getting started in the compliance game? Um, this may sound like a commercial for a say Kaseya or a compliance manager or rapid fire tools, but there's really only one tool on the market to do so. And it's mm-hmm. compliance manager. You got to jump on board and you got to start using it. Do it on yourself first. Find out where your own gaping holes are because you're going to learn. Then you're, it's easy. You can be easy enough to sell because you're going to see exactly where the problems are and got to use the software, get on board with it, put it inside your VSA seriously and, um, organize it. There are, you know, there are processes that you can place and put in place to automate this process. It's almost a set and forget. And truthfully, the, uh, the revenue stream is great because at the end of the day, you're not really working hard to get it. The work is up front get the clients, get them on board, set them up as a subscription service. So you don't have to renegotiate every year, run it every quarter, give it to them. They'll never leave. Wow. Well, great response to that question. And hopefully we have a lot of MSPs listening to this that will heed your advice and, um, you know, start the process of, uh, their own compliance offering. So, um, Adam, really, really valuable input today. Really appreciate you coming on our, our podcast. And, um, you know, this is a Connecting IT podcast. So I know we will see you in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada in May for Connect IT. We're looking forward to that. Uh, and again, thanks, uh, thanks so much for uh, lending your voice to this uh, really important trend that we're seeing in, uh, in the land of MSVs. Great. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. By the way, this is the first podcast I've ever been a guest on. Thank oh, you. really? Wow. Absolutely. Well, no, I'm lying, but fantastic. I wanted to make you, I wanted to make, I wanted to make you sound good. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good information. So I appreciate it. <laughs> All right.